Good morning, everybody. I am Michael Smalley, and this is yet another morning devotional for couples. And I gotta be honest, today could not be more perfect for the kind of day that I have had here to start because my eldest, Cole, and I are installing garage door openers. And if you know me, if you've listened to any of my things, I'm not exactly solid or strong in manual labor. So, I mean, thank the Lord he's with me uh, because I guarantee you, if I installed it alone, the garage door openers would kill somebody. Probably me, who knows? But today we are on day 11 of our morning devos and focusing in on the statements of Christ and how those can transform your marriage. And before I get going, let's talk about smalleyinstitute.com. You can follow the link, right, in this podcast episode or on the Facebook uh, video and go right up to sign up for this devotional where it drips to you every week a devotional, or actually every day, a devotional that you can do with your spouse and it comes with the notes and the verses and the questions. So you can kind of keep continuing on this journey, especially if you've missed some. And then uh, I'm about to set up another virtual intensive. So that program has turned out to be wonderful. It's powerful. So if you're struggling, if you feel stuck and you just need some help, then check out the virtual intensives at smalleyinstitute.com. Okay, so day 11 is you gotta believe it to be it. That was an awkward pause because somehow I forgot the title there. But today's statement from Christ is from John 15, 11. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. Remember how we've talked about one of the results of abiding in Jesus and obeying his commands is joy. So hopefully you're catching this theme of what happens when you're obedient to Christ, but also abide in Christ. The fruit of the true disciple is joy. And here's the problem. Frankly, it's joy no matter what. So it's not joy when it's easy. It's not joy when there's like real reasons to have joy. I mean, it's great to have joy in those moments and you wanna embrace those things and be in the present. But really what we're talking about here is figuring out through Christ, how can I have joy in this trial? How can I have joy in my suffering? Jesus wants you to treat others just like he treats you. We've gone over that. It's what shows people around you that you're a true disciple of Christ. The Bible uses the word joy here in two different ways. And this is critical. So. First, it can either be, so you can experience joy in feeling or you can experience joy in action. So you are expressing a positive intention about your past or future action event. Even how we remember can be covered in joy if we remain in Christ. And most certainly how we plan to act on some offense. So when your spouse messes it up, and I've used this term a lot because I feel like when our spouse is being unhealthy and unkind to us, they're a big turd. That's just what they are. So when, you're, when your spouse is being a big turd and there's some offense in the future, your reaction matters to Christ. So we have to get from disappointment and hurt and anger and bitterness and, and somehow through the power of the Holy Spirit, find joy, especially when it's difficult. So what does this mean for your relationship? Be filled with joy. That is an action, that is a choice. It is not just a feeling, but what's great is feelings typically follow our actions. So two things stood out to me in trying to understand the statement. One, be joy. So be joy. So in your actions, thoughts, and attitude have joy. That kind of freedom is the result of loving Christ. 
This is true. And if you if you're struggling this morning, believing this because you've had so much pain and heartache in your past, uh, this is coming down to a matter of faith. So you might it's okay to think, man, how? Like I'm so far away from joy. That's where faith steps in, and you go, look, Lord, I have no freaking idea how you're going to do this, but I do believe that you can bring joy into my life even now. Two, expect joy. So treat others in joy because you know whatever is happening will change and be redeemed somehow by Christ. So that's again, hitting on that faith aspect, right? So you need to expect joy. You don't need to be in denial, right? So it's okay to be hurt and to be sad, but that has to be temporary, right? And depending on the level of hurt is how long that you'll, you might remain in that stage, but you need to expect joy and have faith that I don't know, but somehow Jesus is going to redeem this. And here's just some other scripture in the Bible that just, you know, confirm Jesus' statement. Isaiah 51:11, those who have been ransomed by the Lord will return. They will enter Jerusalem singing, crowned with everlasting joy. Sorrow and mourning will disappear. Woo! And they will be filled with what? Joy and gladness. Isaiah 41:28. I will open up rivers for them on the high plateaus. I will give them fountains of water in the valleys. I will fill the desert with pools of water, right? And what's a desert? A desert is isolated and miserable and very lacking in life. So he's going to bring life to that through pools of water. Rivers fed by springs will flow across the parched ground. Isaiah 55, 12. You will live in joy and peace. The mountains and hills will burst into song and the trees of the field will clap their hands, right? That is the level of joy that Christ is bringing. John 7, 38, anyone who believes in me may come and drink for the scriptures declare rivers of living water will flow from his heart. So we go from the Old Testament kind of prophecy all the way to Christ and, and what he's gonna bring. And that's what he does is when you're hurting and when you're dry and when you feel isolated, he's gonna come in and he'll be like living water pouring out of you. You will be so filled with his joy. So here's three questions to ponder with each other. Number one, share a time in your life when Jesus filled you with joy, even though you were in the midst of a trial. So sometimes the most powerful thing we can do with each other is just share our testimonies. Like here's a way Christ showed up. Here's a way that he brought joy into my life in the midst of this suffering. So just share that with each other and just hug. Number two, why is it important to understand joy as an action and not just a feeling? I, I think culturally we struggle with this one, is that we get all hung up, love is a feeling. Oh, I've just fallen out of love with you. And well, I can't be joyful because my, my spouse is being a big turd. Well, I don't know why I had to sound like someone from deep in the Ozarks there, but ultimately our feelings are dictated by our choices. So that's why we have to choose. So why is it important to understand joy as an action and not just a feeling? Three, how does your attitude towards each other change when you expect joy? So just by changing your thinking and starting to have faith and believe and expect joy in your current circumstances, how is that gonna impact your relationship? Well, that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget, visit smalleyinstitute.com. You can sign up for this devotional. You can check out virtual intensives. Uh, we'd love to help. 
and we know that you're struggling just like we're struggling. So have a great day and enjoy your time together.